You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anyway, what's going on, everybody? This is a it. special episode of Off Book presented to you by Broadway it's Black. Close. It's making me nervous. It's making you nervous? Yeah, I don't like when like liquids are so close to the edge and to, to technology. I don't play that. It's a brand new episode of Off Book. It's actually a very special episode. Special, this is a- special. Oh, hey, a special up. episode. That's because the Hennessy is doing its job. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I can't wait to get into mine. My cup. You just had a voice anew. You just said Lamb Chops. You just said Lamb Chops Life. No Lamb Chops tonight. <laughs> Giving voice anew. Yeah. Get away from me. I love it. Um, uh, y'all, this is a special episode. We're just doing listener letters. We got a whole bunch of stuff in our email, and it's the end of the year. You're going to be hearing this actually on the 29th, like right before the New Year happens. And Yay. so, you know, we want to go on vacation and like, you know, live our lives and stuff. And so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is going to come out on the 31st, actually. Yeah, the 31st. Yay! Um, 31st of December. Well, so can... it's coming out today. Yeah, today, <laughs> boom! Happy New Year! <laughs> I'm like, what yes. is this nigga saying? Happy New Year's Eve. Happy New Year's Eve. Oh, it is New Year's Eve. Yeah, so oh my God, I got on my ball gown. I look so beautiful. Oh my God. What ball you want to? And I just got engaged. I'm just saying things I want to happen on New Come Year's Eve. You know what? New Year's Eve. <laughs> just got engaged. Did you hear what she just said? <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> Who you oh my God, my hair is so heavy. Be... Like, look at it. Ain't it so cute? Oh my God. I would God. be alarmed. It would be alarmed. I would alarmed. be confusion. I am confusion. Drew, we need to sit down and talk to Amber real quick. Right, I'm lost. We need to have an intervention. We do. We need to intervene. Because um, we don't even know this nigga. And she okay. don't even know this nigga. <laughs> and she engaged. 90 day fiance Ooh, shit. 10 day fiance <laughs> shit. Uh, what? Um, so what are y'all plans for the new year? Ooh. Well, me and my fiance are going to go have a... <laughs> Okay. Okay. Let's let's start again. Bitch, are you drunk? <laughs> let's come back into the reality of where we are. In I life. I don't know what I'm doing. What are you doing, Drew? Um, I think that if all goes as planned, I think that a friend of mine is throwing like a hotel suite party. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, and so that should be happening. I uh-huh, should be getting uh-huh. real cute for that today. Love, love, love. Um, and yeah, just uh-huh. kicking it. Like not really. Like, just getting ready for, because I've been preparing for the new year for some months now. Like, Praise I've been God. on my whole health journey. Come through. I probably just want to stand in front of the mirror naked and just look how Let great it swing, look. swing yeah, the dingling. Like, just look how gorgeous my body is and how far I've come. And, um, yeah, I mean, because I'll be getting up at early in the morning going to the gym, y'all. I know. And so that shit is not easy. So I want to celebrate myself in that way. So yeah, I might put some say. tassels on it. Listen, I mean, paint it red, white, his... and blue for America. Do whatever you want to do it, huh? A tassel on his dick? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 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 you like dick tassels? I've just never heard of it before. We can invent it. Right. Come Hello. Through. They'll buy it. Uh-huh. It you can know, be black it and gold for Broadway come. Black. Mm-hmm. Hey. <laughs> yes. Come I love it. Um, so, yeah, that's probably what I'm doing. Uh, Danya, what's your plans for the new year? My nigga going to be in bed. In bed? Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. You're not like going to every... go nowhere? No. Brandon and I are always in bed on Thanksgiving. Uh, not Thanksgiving. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> 
on all the holidays. <laughs> on all the holidays. But yeah, on what y'all be years, doing? We just be in bed holding each other and just saying, Be a gay. Be a gay. Oh, we gay. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we say. We just hold each other and be like, oh, we gay. Yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> so that's our New Year's Eve. Well, that's what's up, y'all. Well, thank y'all for listening to this special episode of Off Book. We hit our marks. and I'm Drew Shade. I'm Donya Love. And I'm Princess Queen Embry, man. And we're going to get right into these listener letters. Yes. Um, so we have like a whole... Uh, so Okay, so Claudia has written us and mm-hmm. said, hey... Um, Mr. Shade, Mr. Love, and Princess Amber Iman. Yes! Okay, this Sorry. Princess Amber Iman thing is like, y'all are really taking this y'all to heart. Y'all really greet me in public. As princess. And be like, oh my God, Princess Amber. And I be like, <laughs> hey! <laughs> did somebody tell you why you haven't changed your Instagram yeah, they were like, to Princess Yeah, Amber Iman? people were like, I don't understand why your your handle isn't Princess Amber Iman. I was like, that's not a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> to a lot of people it is. But a yeah, lot of people okay. it is. And I love it. Don't stop, guys. I kind of adore it. Thank you. <laughs> it's great. Um, they said, hope all is well. I love your work you all are doing with Off Book, um, as well as individually. Um, my question is... Oh, you weren't here. We read this. We, um, you weren't here for this. That's why I want we to read this, this one. Again. Okay. We read this one. This is how do you differentiate between not right now and not your calling? So we read this before, but I wanted Amber to answer this Ooh. too because she wasn't here for this. Mm. Okay. So how do you differentiate between not right now and not your calling? That is such a good question. And this is from Cecilia. Excuse me, not Claudia. This is from Cecilia. Ooh. And do they, when you guys answered it, were you talking about like work, like gigs, like booking things or like life things or? I think it was like a combination. Yeah, combination at all. Not right now. I think that's, I feel like, ooh. Mm -hmm, Yeah, it it was a doozy. It was a doozy. I feel like it's a doozy because like I just had a moment like this. um, I'm getting I a woman wanted to meet with me about managing me and managing my career and she was asking me like all those kind of questions where do you see your career uh what do what are you looking for what do you want and I was saying you know there was a show that I really wanted and didn't get and I felt like it was a combination of not my calling and not right now because maybe that specific show was not my calling and it wasn't for me to do that right now, but I'm looking for that in another form, maybe further down the road when I'm more ready to receive it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, because I think timing has a lot to do with it. I think I have never, I can say that I have never, like, not gotten a show. Then I saw it, and then I was like, oh, I missed out. Mm-hmm. Every time there was something that I wanted and I didn't book it, and I saw it or I read the reviews, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, God spared me. Mm. Like, I like every time and I never you never see it in the moment. It's always like a year down the road. Something that I love to do at the end of the year is every audition submission that I get, I keep it in my like agency folder. And I'll go back and look at all and be like, Oh, that's the show that closed in three weeks. Or oh, that was that show where oh I read it and I saw the reviews and it was trash. Like, I mean it's Mm kind of it's kind of shady, but at the same time, it just helps me know and affirm the fact that I'm exactly where I am and I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's clear whether it is not my calling or not the right time. I don't think I have an answer for that. I think it's a combination of all of that, and I think it's every day making choices and decisions and hoping that you're doing the right thing for yourself at the right time. Yeah, I think that's that's a doozy. Ain't it? Yeah. 
I thought that was good too. Don't yeah. you have anything you want to expound if you, if you had you know some time to think about it or anything you want to add? It's no, I was at first I was like, well, what the fuck did I say last time? But I'm like, oh, I remember exactly what I said, and it pretty much still stands. Mm-hmm. If it's that thing that you um, first think about when you wake up, if it's the thing that you last think about when Before you go you to go bed, to sleep. Shut up. like that is you know I love that answer the call because that is the calling, like that is what you're supposed to be doing, and for me, that's how you know. The difference. You're supposed to be a single girl. <laughs> That's why you love to answer. <laughs> <laughs> if you wake up in the morning. <laughs> Get out of here, Sister Act. Yes, I love it. Okay, so this is from Claudia. Claudia says, good morning, Drew, Danye, and Amber Mon. I sent this message to your Instagram, but I wanted to send it through here just in case. My name is Claudia, and I'm a student from Colonial High. I was referred to you guys by my tutor, an active listener of your podcast. I'm a senior in high school, and I'm pursuing a career as an actress in musical theater. One of my assignments is to interview someone successful in the field. Uh, with that being said, I was wondering if I could ask any of you seven questions about what you did to become who you are. Uh, thank you. Sincerely, Claudia. And so I messaged uh, Claudia back, and and said that she could send us the questions that we would read them on the show. And so this is where we're doing it at. Wow. Um, so we're doing all the questions? We're doing all the questions. Oh, that's oh, cute. That's sweet. Um, right? Ain't that nice? Oh, you be looking uh, out for the little niggas. Yeah. Help so, me. That's beautiful. Uh, number one question is, what is your educational background? Danya, you want to start? Um, educational background. <laughs> I'm laughing because my educational background, I went to school for, I thought I was going to be somebody's actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized that is not a part of my ministry whatsoever. Yes, it is. Um, you can act, Danye. Okay, but it's not a part of my ministry whatsoever. And wasn't, <laughs> and wasn't um, what's her name, Tiffany, that you went to school with, mm-hmm. was saying that you guys were in a production? We uh, were. Well. We were in um, August Wilson Jitney together. And who did you play? I played Booster. Um, and James Ooh, Imes you had some, you from had some... Kill Move Paradise was my dad. He was my becker. What? Um, mm-hmm. We go way back to the way back. Hmm. Um, but I... That is how I realized that I am not an actor and I actually am a writer from just the way I approached the text, how I looked at uh, the dialogue and not just my character, but I I realized I was focusing on other characters um, in a way that didn't feel actor-centered. I was curious, why would the writer use uh, this word out of every word known to like humankind? Why is the comma here? I was like, oh, Danya, you're looking at this text in a way that does not feel actor-centered at all. Um, So, yeah acting um, was what I thought was going to be my journey and then I eventually trickled my way um, to Juilliard um, and what school was you what school were you at I was at Temple Temple University okay. um, and then I trickled my way to uh, Juilliard which I'm currently at right now and I'll be out of that sucker in May work um, for playwriting okay so yeah Amber um, so I guess for my education my mother is an actor so I've always been around performing arts Um, Growing up, she wanted to do what most artist mothers do, which is try to push you into doing something where you'll be happy and making money. So she put me in like arts and sciences and math camps. But at the same time, she was like, "Okay, I'm gonna get you this math and science over here. But just in case you decide you want to be a performer, I'm gonna put you in dance and uh, singing and acting and everything so that it was like I would do both. And she would just figure out over time which Mm. one would take the lead. Mm -hmm. Um, So all the way up to high school, I was still taking AP Calc. AP uh, Psychology, AP Biology. Come on, AP. Um, at the same time as doing performing arts, then I thought I wanted to teach. So I was taking early childhood education classes. When I was a senior, I would leave school at noon and go teach pre-K-4. Wow. Um, I taught pre-K-4 through eighth grade for a year. 
Um, so I've always been doing both things. Mm -hmm. But then when I went to Howard, I went in as a theater major. I changed to musical theater because I was like, oh, I'm on a free ride and I can do both for the same price. Well, let me do music and dance if it's all free. Um, and that's how I kind of got into musical theater. But yeah. Yeah, because I, I I wanted to, I never, singing was not really like a thing that I saw myself How? doing. House I know, way. I know people say How? that and, and they look at me really crazy. Like, I wanted to sing background for Indiari and John Mayer when I was a kid. Like, I just wanted to do like, boop, mm -hmm. do wop, bop, pop. <laughs> I did, I wasn't one of those kids like, oh, you gonna see my name in life, you gonna see me on Broadway. That's never been me. Mm -hmm. um, I just didn't think about it that way. And I think it's because of my mother. I saw a more realistic view of what a career in the arts looked like. Mm -hmm. You know, my mom, I remember when pennies was tight. I remember when she was unemployed. Like, I knew what that looked like. So Broadway and being famous and being a star was not my mindset. It was more like doing good work mm -hmm. and taking care of your family. Um, but, yeah, I went to Howard mm -hmm. for theater and then majored in musical theater. And it was probably the best decision I ever made. Come mm -hmm. through. Because I went to a white high school with too many white people. Praise oh, God. That part. Praise God. Oh, How about you, goodness. Mr. Shade? Mm -hmm. um, I uh, studied... Uh, musical theater and public relations. Mm -hmm. I was a double major and a minor in theatrical studies at Ball State University. Um, I always knew that I wanted to work in the theater. Um, I always knew that I wanted to be an actor. Um, but my real educational experience came when I moved to New York mm. and started to do something outside of what I always thought that I was doing and really hitting the ground running, um, learning more about PR, learning more about marketing, learning more about advertising in the theater spaces. Um, so that's my hands-on experience, I think, is was my true college mm -hmm. education because nothing could have prepared me um, for the things that I've experienced, the things that I've gone through. Um, but Ball State was a great starting ground. Um, that was a place where I um, learned what it meant to be black in a predominantly white space. Um, even though I went to, um, you know, white middle schools, I went to. Okay, so I went. I was a bad, so I I got kicked out of schools like every year, middle school. And then my freshman year of high school. Ooh. So I went to like. For doing what? All sorts of things. What? <laughs> like, I mean, fighting. Um, uh, you know, I was a businessman, so I was selling porn magazines. Um, I'm sorry. I was a businessman. Wait, what? Okay, so I don't think everyone, no one ever really knew this, but um, when I used to get off the school bus, um, when I used to get off the school bus, I would have to go to. Um, because I, I couldn't be home alone, so I would go to a family friend's home. And um, fam this family friend had just collected Playboy magazines. And so I would, you know, like take one each day, like hide it and like, you know, sneak it into my book bag and take one each day. And then I would go to school and I would sell it. <laughs> I would sell it and I went to a Lutheran school. And then I also had like, um, I took my mom's computer. Now, how, they didn't find out really about that aspect of it, but like it came out later on when I took my mother's computer to the school and had like I put like a porn background on it uh, on like the on the wallpaper. Why was you doing the most? I, I was doing the most. Um, the utmost. So, yeah. So it's just I I did a lot of different things. So you um, porn? I porn was because it was like in my mind I was like. This was I was a businessman, so this was my work computer. <laughs> and <laughs> but you had to have porn as a screen. 
as the wallpaper on the computer. So when they got the computer, my mom knew that I had took her computer so to like school. You didn't change it when I you... didn't. Cha- I didn't have time. I didn't have time to change it back. And so when they opened the computer, it was like, oh yeah, you were expelled. Wetting bullets. <laughs> oh, I mean, I I was crying. Like I was trying to use all the tears, like all of my acting ability to like stay in school because this is a school where you only could get like three. Um, suspensions, Strikes, yeah. and once you get three suspensions, you were you kicked out. out of the school. And that was your third. And that was my third strike, and it was like a week before school was supposed to be out. So, so I was trying to like, born. please begging them, like, please don't tell my mom, like, please don't kick me out, and like, you know, this is predominantly white school, so. Um, yeah, so I got kicked out of there, and like, um, but I ended up going to like the predominantly black high school okay. for the last three years, and so, so I did. Out. It did because I ended up sort of maneuvering and makeshift like directing our theater program because we didn't have like a real theater program we just had a a person that came that um did the plays for a check and he would always try to make us do like first year i got there was my sophomore year he made us do like picnic and you're a good man charlie brown i said we got all these black people here why are we doing shit like this and so i started making him do raising in the sun so you went from hugh hefner to george seawolf yeah all right now so i I mean i had already done a production of dream girls and i convinced this director to let us do a production of dream girls at my high school Mm -hmm. because i thought that we could do it and we pulled it off that's amazing um and i pretty much directed that show and like it was it was really crazy but he got mad at me. This is when we talked about that scholarship that I ended up missing out on because yep. he got mad at me because mm. I didn't do the production of Aida. And he wanted, but he was going to want me to play the the white man, uh, uh, Adam Pascal. Uh-huh. And like, I'm not about to do that. Yes. Like, I'm about to go and do West Side Story yes. and try to get my dance training on. So Help. that, um, yeah, so I've always been like a, a, a leader in that way or like to try to you know change the game and 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 lead for black people in mm-hmm. theater and so that was my little starting ground in high school and then I went off into Ball State University and I used to do my own shows every year I used to do um like almost like a musical review of songs that I loved and always wanted to sing and I had like nine backup dancers and like I would take props from the theater department and like they would let me borrow them and like I would take costumes and like write a script and like a play that was around all these songs that I loved and it was called My World My Musical This Is Me <laughs> like you know <laughs> just okay. crazy shit I would okay. do a song. the second year was share my world like <laughs> you so, was loving Mary J wasn't you oh I was oh my this god this is giving me Mary J it was like tees. I was giving I mean I had whole poster designs it was like it was you a, were that kid I was that kid I mean but it was like an event for mm-hmm. like cause we didn't have shit like at the school especially for like the black community was small so I was the president of Trends of Essence the modeling troupe on campus I was also doing my own concerts in college like and you know it was like <laughs> it's it so was cute. an event. <laughs> I wish I knew this true. <laughs> that is so precious. Um, so yeah, like I mean, oh I just goodness. like I just was making shit happen, and I just love doing. I love putting on events and uh, the process it. and producing and mm-hmm. um, also starring in it. But like I was spread thin and like you know doing a lot. Um, but so that was my beginning of my education, and then I moved to New York a couple of years after I left school. Um, yeah. yeah. So, and then also uh, a, a common thread that like I heard that that came up is um, that like education is is ongoing. It's not mm-hmm. just one particular thing. Um, it's a multitude of different things. And hopefully, as artists and as human beings, we'll always be learning. We'll always be evolving. We'll always be growing in our craft and our humanity. Yeah. yeah. And I think we sort of answered like maybe the first three questions in us just talking because the second question is when you were in high school, what career were you trying to pursue? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We all just answered that, didn't yep, we? Okay. We did. <clears throat> um, the third question is of your career, if your career is different from your high school plans, what made you change direction? 
No. No, I think I'm still, we there. I'm mm-hmm. still right on track. Yep. Okay. Uh, is there a person that strongly influenced you? What did they do or say that made you made a difference in your life? Hmm. Is there a person that strongly influenced you? Um, I'll start. I'll say that um, I will say that because I did a lot of research, especially in college as a musical theater major, um, I always looked for faces that looks like mine or, or uh, voices that, that I could relate to, stories I could relate to, voices that sounded like me or sounded black. And so I did a lot, and this was like really before like the, I mean the internet was around, but like it wasn't as in depth. Like Wikipedia wasn't really around. There was like, Google was there, but like you really couldn't find black people. You had to really go through like the CD cases and like look at cast pictures and, and look at the credits. And um, the the people that influenced me the most were you know Brian Stokes Mitchell and Norm Lewis, um, like those two gentlemen really just shaped my idea of what it meant to be a black leading man in theater and musical theater, um, and so I looked up to them. And so I'll say those two people influenced me, but like directly was my um, my acting teacher in college. We had one black um, one black teacher that worked in the theater department. Her name was Dwandra Lampkin. And she uh, cast me in uh, the Color Museum as Miss Raj. And I hated her for it. I absolutely hated her for it. I absolutely was like, I don't want to do this. You know, people are going to make fun of me. I don't want to, you know, play a drag queen. It was also during the time I was doing my my world, my musical. And I had to get my eyebrows arched. And so I'm on my poster with these arched eyebrows because I didn't have a choice. And so it was just like a time period where I just was like really... I hated her for it, but it was one of the best experiences that mm-hmm. I ever could have had as an actor, as um, you know, telling a story and and really immersing myself in the piece. And um, I'm so thankful to have that experience. She's also one of the people that told me like I needed to get my shit together. And like, what's her name? Dwandra Lampkin. Shout out um, to Dwandra Lampkin. Dwandra was like everything to me, and she really just motivated. She was the light, <gasps> the saving grace um, for me because I was surrounded by you know, an all white theater department. Mm. Um, and she was literally the voice that said, you know, she pulled all the black people aside, like, hey, you need to do this. You need to get your shit together. You need to stop smoking weed. Like, I mean, that's that was for me, but like everybody wouldn't smoke weed, but that was me because I was smoking crazy. Um, and like, just, you know, buckle down and focus. Like, do you want to be in school or do you want to go off and just start your career right now? Because like, you need to make a decision mm. and figure it out. And so even to this day, she's still, you know, we talk maybe like once a year and she still just motivates me and, and um, t- tells me how proud she is of me. And she's still working. I mean, she's still doing television shows and, and doing her woman show and come um, through, you know, touring the country. And I think she's working maybe at another school now. I think she was at Uni- University of Michigan for a bit. Um, so yeah, Dwandra Lampkin is like shout out to her. She was the the most influential shout person out. for me in in doing what it is that I do now. Shout out Amber. I'll take it. I mean, there's so many people, but somebody who really like changed the game for me was Sekon Singblo. Mm-hmm. Um, when I came to New York, I did um, Cap Twenty One, which was a six week program at NYU, where it was like a crash course in all things musical theater, and. I was still at Howard. I was a junior in college. Mm-hmm. And she was in Color Purple at the time, and she was the Sealy cover. And this is at a time when Fantasia was Sealy, and people would come to the theater, see that Fantasia was out, and they would get back in their church buses and drive back to Virginia. Like, they did not want to see Saquon. Mm. And I remember I did the, the rush tickets. We was outside at 6 a.m., 
and I got my ticket and I got to the theater and I saw these people getting on these buses going back to wherever they came from and I heard that it was Saquon Singblow and Saquon was from Atlanta I knew her mm-hmm. like from when I was a little kid and so the rush tickets are like on the front row and to see some a chocolate girl from Atlanta who I knew on Broadway like made Broadway tangible in a way that I had never mm. experienced it before. Wow. I remember the curtain call and everybody was leaving and she was like the last one to exit and I just yelled, say God! And she turned around and she saw me and she started waving and she like, I came back and I and I like hugged her and it was like, it was the first time that I believed that I could be on Broadway Come because me. of her. I was, I know where you went to school. I know who you studied with. I know where you used to eat wings on Saturday night. Like, I just, something about her being so close to me and where I was from and knowing her struggle and knowing that she could make it here made it, like, I just never thought about Broadway in that way. It was always, like, a real dream of, like, maybe at some point when I'm, like, 50. But to see her at such a young age in a leading role like yeah. it really blew my mind and I will always be grateful for Saquon for always being warm and kind and yeah. nurturing and She's encouraging always been that way yeah. yeah I love that hey man Danya hey man um, I think it's the the people who like inspired us right um, I think it's the like people like I think about um, my mom my dad I think about them being so I'm the oldest of four. My mom was 15 when she had me. My dad was 16. Um, and I just saw them work really, really hard. Um, by the time my mom was about 18 and my dad was uh, 19, they had three kids. And so like I just remember wow. them working really, really hard. Um, and achieving and growing and evolving and getting more and more and more. So I'm like, oh, if you work really hard at something, something can pay off. Like you can get something um, from the hard work that you put in, um, whatever that something is. So like that just went off in my mind of if I really put my mind to something, if I want something um, and if I put all of me into it as much as possible, I can be able to get somewhere. So I think about like my mom and my dad um, and like the work that they put in and how the odds were against them. Like Mm. every odd was against them in every way possible, but they didn't fall victim to it. Mm -hmm. Um, And if they did, there were moments when you saw them pull themselves out to get back to whatever it was that their purpose was. Um, so I, they were some of my biggest um, influences that anything is possible and that if I work hard enough, um, I can get to where I want to go. I just have to keep working and above all, believing in me. Yeah. But yeah. That's beautiful. Oh my goodness. Okay. Next question is, what are your next steps as you continue to pursue success in your life? Next steps. What are my next steps? What are your next um, steps? I think now I'm really interested in... Um, well, not now, because I've 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 always been interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm really excited to explore more of. Oh, come through Hennessy. Right. Um, come through. Ooh. Crispy going dripping, off. Drip, drip. Ooh, that was a drip. Crispy pouring the Hennessy. <laughs> Don't you come near me, Chris? Go back to hell where you came from. <laughs> but that, it got you. your voice back. It's all right, but I don't want to be swinging from the rafters in two minutes. Because I feel like I'm about to, and I just smell it. So I can only imagine <laughs> with y'all niggas. Um, 
I am excited um, to like really expand myself, expand my artistry, um, and the medium of telling stories, um, telling stories for the stage and telling stories for the screen as well. Because mm-hmm. um, I think they're both necessary mediums. I think they're yes similar but different as well and i'm just really excited to like stretch myself as an artist um so i think what is it next steps in terms of like doing that yeah um just i guess telling the stories um like writing the stories and like seeing where they go and like how far i can uh get with them so i think that's where i'm at and i'm excited for um what happens with it okay Mm-hmm. Amber? I'm excited about creating more things this mm-hmm. year. I wrote my first one on the show and I wrote a film. Um, yes, so you I did. Was, it's a film I, coming out because you've already filmed it's it. It's in editing, babe. It takes okay. January, February is editing. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, so I'm excited about seeing what else the hell I can do. I know that's right. You know, I kind of like blew my own mind this year at all the shit that I've done. Um, so, yeah, I want to take that further maybe a tv sitcom maybe a pilot you better live maybe a whole screenplay i mean the options they're no they're endless yes yeah i think that being more career um taking more control over my career being in that mindset which i never have been i've always just been like well what play am i gonna do who's gonna cast me mm. and now i'm like what can I write for myself? What story do I want to tell? Yeah. And I I want to walk fully in that space. I want to produce more events and things. I have some things that I want to do that I'm exciting about figuring out how the hell am I going to pull that off. Um, I want to do more stuff with um, Broadway Advocacy Coalition. Um, we have a course that we're teaching at Columbia next year, which is amazing. Um, so I think just taking everything to the next level, I want to um, walk in my purpose more. Amen. That's the next step. Yeah. Is like fully, wholly um, taking advantage of all the skills that I've been given. That's real. Amen. Yeah. I think I, that's the next step. Yeah. I echo those sentiments of both of you. Mm. Um, walking more in my purpose and, and um, I think just figuring it out um, mm. one day at a time and what I can do to be... Um, to excel what my mission is with Broadway Black, excel with my mission, and, and be representative of what my mission is in my own personal life, in my own career, in being an actor, and being an artist, you know, doing a little bit more music. Um, yeah, just doing what it is that fuels me and fills me up so that way I can have something to, you know, give others and, and be able to pour out more mm-hmm. um, because Broadway Black is never going away. Um, it's just about how can I do it in a more healthy way for me. Um, mm-hmm. And so discovering what that means and how to execute it. And so execution is like a big thing for 2019. Um, I've written down some goals and written down mm-hmm. some things that, that I would like to happen and how I'm going to make those things happen. I'm not technically sure yet. Um, but, you know, now that they're there and they're in the forefront of my mind, I can sort of make the steps just one step at a time and, and walk blindly if I need to. Mm-hmm. Um, but walk in faith. So I'm walking in faith in 2019. Come That's through. the next step. Love it. Um, what are, uh, as a senior in high school, I want to pursue a career in musical theater. What advice would you offer me? Oh, boy. Let them know, Princess. <sighs> I felt like this was a me question. Yeah. Um, You're a black woman in musical theater, which is a tricky thing. I think you're a black woman. Do we know? I don't know. We don't know what you are. Mm-mm. You could be white. Right. She devil. Or Latina. Um, or... I don't know. Okay. <laughs> well. <laughs> don't call her. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, 
Musical theater is a tricky thing. Um, I'd say. Do you really want to do that? That's the first thing I would say. Oh. That is the first thing I would no, say. Seriously. You sure? Um, I'd say this. You just have to figure out who you are, figure out your voice, figure out what stories you want to tell. I don't even mean on the creating front. I just mean it's so, so easy to get tight in musical theater, especially as an artist of color, they just want to know, can you be Celia or can you be Effie? And if you don't know, you can get swept up into mm. doing and being something that you are not and that you don't want to be just because you are trying to keep a job. You have to be confident in your instrument and your voice. I know my instrument very well. I'm not Jay hud I am not Fantasia. I do not want to scream and do loud singing all day, every day. And it took a while for me to be okay with that. I'm still growing into loving my instrument and appreciating it for all that it can do. Um, and it's very tricky because you want to work. And so you start thinking, well, maybe I should aspire to be more like these other women, even though that's not my lane and that's not what I love, but I want to be working consistently. And it's hard when you first graduate because you're green mm. and you think that you have to take every gig because you're scared that every gig is the gig. Mm. Like I would, I said yes to everything when I first moved to New York because I always thought that was going to be the one that was going to like catapult me even stuff that was wrong stuff that I didn't want to do stuff that I didn't like so you just have to as quickly as you can it takes time because all things are about growth and maturity and age and wisdom but figure out who you are and and what your instrument does and what you love about it and try to gravitate towards things that are going to feed you and things that are going to challenge and motivate you. But don't be out here just doing anything just because you want to work. Mm -hmm. And it's it's a trap that we all fall into mm -hmm. at some point. But if you're aware of it, you can at least clock it. You can be like, okay, I'm going to take this gig. It's not really something I want to do, but I need this two weeks of insurance and I need this gig and I need this money and I need this experience, you know? But just figuring out who you are and what you want to do and doing plays. Sometimes you just don't need to do a musical. Go and just say some words. Go do some Shakespeare. Go do some TV and film. I think musical theater kids get caught up in being musical theater kids. And right. that makes us not well-rounded artists. And we also have to remember that everybody ain't a theater person. They aren't. Like, most people are not theater people. They do not understand it. It's not, you know, a, a avenue to fame and fortune. Um, you have to do it because you love it. Yeah. And, and then you put something on your IG story about theater people. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, it was something about that. Just like I have to uh -huh. remind myself too that everybody ain't theater people. Uh -huh. And you have to operate in that space too. Because also, because I'm so connected to theater people, I used to get in my head too about like trying to get the news out and trying to talk. I was like, well, everybody already knows. But there's always somebody that has that is the information will be new to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There are all there's always somebody that needs to have the education or needs the yeah. knowledge and they're gonna be exposed to it for the first time through you. Yeah. Um and so just remember that too, that you are um you are a, a light. You can mm -hmm. be a light in the theater community. You can be... Um, bless you, yes. Sorry. I'm sorry. Um, you can you can be a light, and, and you don't have to feel as though that you, you know, you're at the bottom of the totem pole because there are so many different people that are not um, exposed to the wonderfulness and the, the transformative experiences of theater. Um, mm -hmm. So make sure you get education. Um, educate yourself and, and go choose the right program, choose the right university, um, choose the right area to that. And that feeds you. It could be a small program. It could be a well-known program, whatever feeds you, whatever uh, college or, or a university feeds you to make sure that you get everything that you feel like you need in order to succeed. Set yourself up for success. Amen. That's it. Um, 
Yeah, so the next question is, oh, well, here we go. My plan is to either go to a community college, then go to my local university, but the other option would be going to an academy that I've recently discovered called AMDA. I was wondering what advice can you give me about AMDA? None, but why do you want to go to community college first? What is that about? Maybe that might be a money thing. It might be a, a comfortability thing. Um, as long as it's not driven out of fear. Like, yeah, yeah, like, unless you're, like, if it's money, that's one thing. But why? But And I know a lot of people that, that have went to AMDA that are, you know, working on Broadway. Yeah. That's a that's a thing. But it's a, and AMDA is really what you put into it. It's really yeah. you get out of it what you – and that's really any program, I guess you can say, too. But, um, yeah, I mean, look at all the options and figure out what's best for you. But – um, is community college really going to give you that what good you need? start to sit? Like, don't I don't know. I don't know about that. It's different if you study in like. Unless you're just getting like all your general studies out the way first or something. Right. But depending on what school you go to, you might not even have that many general studies. You know, you might be mm-hmm. wasting your own time. Right. Yeah. And sometimes they won't even transfer. And then you, yeah, you be a, you transferring as a sophomore and then they like, nah, you a freshman. And now you got five years of college instead of four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't, I don't understand. Unless it's financial, I don't understand why you go into community college first. Yeah, you really like weigh that option a bit yeah. more. And you started off by saying you have like a tutor to put you on to us. Like, yeah. you have a direct person to talk to. Like, talk to this person because um, they know more about exactly. you. And I don't know any community college that's like killing the game in theater. I don't either. You know what I mean? Like, that's different if you study in like literature. Uh-huh. But why are you going to a community college for the arts? Right. Because if they if they teach at a community college and they ain't working. It ain't, it ain't. Um, no shade, <laughs> no, but, no, no, no. <laughs> right. Um, okay, so we're going to move right along. Thank you so much, Claudia, for all your questions. Uh, we hope that that helps. Every single one of um, them. Yeah, we really appreciate you, and we, and we wish you the best of luck. Write, us, write back in and, see, and tell us what you decide, what happened. Um, you, you know the email, offbook at broadwayblack.com, but we'd love to hear from you and, and get an update. Um, so next question comes from Jeffrey. Jeffrey says, hey, guys, I want to keep this short, so here goes. Is there a list store or website where black plays can be purchased? Two, I also, uh, so I want to work with black creators in D.C., but have not found anything yet. I moved here October 2017. Shout out to Princess Amber Iman, a fellow bison. Drew, you're too cool. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, you're too cool. We chatted briefly in 2015 after Brandy and Chicago show. Danya, I can't wait to see your work on stage. Jeffrey. Um, so the first question is, is there a list store or website where you can where black plays can be purchased. No, there is not. Um, I hope to build one soon, but there isn't one where you can just directly, you have to know the playwright's name. You have to yeah. go to, uh, you know, Samuel French and, and uh, the different public, you know, people that publish plays and, and practically look, like literally look for search. the plays that you want. You got to search for them. So there isn't just a place for black plays, unfortunately. Um, but that's a good, that's a good, business idea mm-hmm. um you know i can work on that but you know i ain't, I ain't gonna be spreading myself too thin don't get me to thinking about it because i will and i'll start thinking about it hard then i'll be like oh fuck yeah um no so there's not so and he says okay so you might know about this uh, amber so i want to work want to network with black creators in dc but have not found anything yet is there anything for people to network and um connect with black black theater in, DC, people in dc i feel like there's like one of them Black, we black in DC Facebook groups. I I need to find the that page because I feel like I've seen because every year the DC has the Helen Hayes Awards and every year they take a photo of all the black people at the Helen Hayes Awards and they post it on this page. So I'm gonna take this email address and I'm gonna send you the link because I think they do have a group on Facebook and they communicate and hang out. This is Jeffrey Fleming. He actually just uh, you just retweeted him. Oh. On, 
uh, he said that he loves, he's been sh- sh- uh, shouting more. Yes, yeah. And he's been saying, come Shout through because out. of Danya. Yeah, come shout through. Okay. Um, I'm so going to find that, yeah, Jeffrey, so and I'm going to hit you him. back with that. Awesome. Um, thank you, Jeffrey, for writing in and, and sending you. your question. Yeah. We appreciate you. Uh, next question comes from... Uh, Ladarian is back. Hey, Ladarian. Ladarian loves us, y'all. He do. He Come loves through, Ladarian. He said, hey, off book, it's Ladarian. Hey, y'all, having an interesting question. I know we talked about hating being the token black performer in a cast or group. Do you think you would be willing to be the token black guy if the contract or paycheck was right for your first equity house gig or for your equity card, for your Broadway debut, et cetera? Do you think it's worth being the token if he, if you can excel your career? Uh, love hearing your thoughts. Thanks, and continue being fierce and fabulous. Um, my first thought was hell to the non all. Listen, then, I have I have had <laughs> like y'all. I don't even think y'all understand that uh-huh. I have had opportunities or been in places or people have called me into auditions where I could have gotten so many different opportunities, but I did not want to sacrifice being uncomfortable or being put in a place where I felt like I was going to be the only black person or I j- I just simply cannot do it. My, the way my temperament is mm-hmm. set up. I just don't have the patience and I feel like I would do myself more of a disservice to the process and to, you know, working with the people. I would probably damage my name so so horribly <laughs> um that I just I just can't do it. I just cannot do it. And maybe one day that might change. Maybe if I have a Broadway debut or if it's a show that I really like and I'm the only black person or I don't it'd have to be like some solid message. It'd have to be something like so dope, like I would just have to really believe in it. Mm-hmm. But I just I just don't see that happening. It's weird though because you don't always sometimes you don't know that you're the token mm-hmm. when you're auditioning. Like you might not find out till you get in the room and you're like, oh shit. So like sometimes it happens on accident. Yeah. Sometimes you're not aware. You don't yeah, you don't always know with these things. If you are aware of it, I mean it depends on where you are in your life. If you start if you just start now, I'm in a different place in my life. I ain't finna be a token. But I also can't tell you what to do because I don't know your bank account and your bills and your right. student loans. Um, of course, I'm always going to tell you no. But I also understand that this is a real world. And sometimes if it's a three-week gig, bitch, you got to do what the hell you got to do. Right. Like, I, the older I get, I understand that. I used to look down on people like, how did you take that gig? Oh, my God, you sold out. Like, But now I'm like, people have bills. People have children. People mm-hmm. got lights that need to stay on. And every now and then, sometimes you got to do the ones that you don't want to have to do to give you the opportunity to say yes to all the things that you want to do. Right, because those same people might be working on the same projects. Theater community is small, y'all. Yes. Like, it's so small. Like, people are hopping from job to job just like you want to do and just like you are doing. And they might like you from a previous job and want to bring you onto a show that you actually really want to do. Yeah. Um, so you Some just people gotta... do a gig like, I am taking this gig because this exact amount of money will pay off my student loans and mm-hmm. I will never have to pay them again. Like, I understand that. That's, I mean, I think that's just, that's life. Like, yeah. we don't always get to do the perfect role, the perfect show, the perfect gig. It does not, it's not designed like that. But if you go into it, like, this would be the only time. I'm only doing this shit to get my equity card and then never again. Sometimes you got to bite the bullet. Yeah. And you said sometimes you don't know if you're the token. It's because you may not get the, like, you may not see the script yeah. or the project beforehand. You have no idea. There have definitely been times when, or, like, the breakdown will roll out and be like, oh, we're casting all colors and shapes and sizes, which I've seen happen before. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh. And then I get it, and I'm like, but y'all cast 12 white people in me. But you don't know that until day one mm-hmm. when you sign the contract. So it's tricky. Sometimes you get tricked. Yeah. Sometimes you get a role that's beautiful, and then by the time you get to the end of the process, they've rewritten a whole nother role that's not what you signed up for. Right. That happens too. 
You just gotta be smart about it. Yeah. That's the only Roll advice. Roll the punches. Yeah. Oh Lord. Um it. it's a it's a getcha gotcha. It's a getcha gotcha. Yeah, white people are tricky. Ha ha. <laughs> Why you, I'm serious. <laughs> Just the way you said it. <laughs> I be getting mad. Shit. I felt it. You um, jumped in everything when you said that. Cause like tricky, <laughs> tricky bastards. Help. <laughs> kids. Hey. You got me again. <laughs> to get you, got you. Um. I will say this later because I don't know why this keeps coming to mind, but I'll say it later. Um, this says this this uh, next letter is from Zachary. Zachary says, "Hello, Drew, Danye, Princess Amber, Chris, hey. and anyone else who lends their time, coins, and mental capacity to this podcast. Yes. It is okay, greatly appreciated. Long time listener, first time writing. Okay. Um, I'm keeping this short, I guess. First, I wanted to tell you, Drew, that I'm playing Skeeter in the First Noel in Fort Worth, Texas, right now, and I love this show. Things change, life happens. That is my shit. Yes, is. Come on, Skeeter. Like, listen, look short." Uh-oh. It is. It is. I mean, it's not that bad. Okay. So I'm already halfway through. But yes, come on for playing. Uh, life uh, things change. You know. I mean, first of all, it, you know what I'm trying to say. Come through. I love the show. I'm so glad you're doing it. It's a wonderful piece. Have fun. Um, he says I have a question in the name of the five dollar word diversity. Many actors of colors are, are getting. Many actors of color are getting opportunities to tell stories and play characters that weren't written with them in mind. I've been cast as uh, Moritz in Spring Awakening. Is that how you say it? Moritz and Moritz um, in Spring Awakening. Because see, I don't. I ain't even really seen Spring Awakening. I mean, I fell asleep on it. You know, when they had the deaf people here on Broadway. Hi. What? Are you saying you fell asleep on the deaf people? I mean, I fell asleep during the show, like because it just—it's not that good to me. But it's not because they were deaf. Like that's what it sounded like. <laughs> no. You just you, sometimes you just word things in a way yeah, where you, you set like, yourself up like nigga. That's no, it's not because they were deaf. It just wasn't that great of a show to me. But it, I mean, it was beautiful, like the, the way that they, you know, sort of. Yes, it was beautiful. It's a beautiful show, but it's just not for me. God, y'all, <laughs> leave me alone. We didn't say it. We didn't say a word. You said all the words. <laughs> <laughs> Did you finish reading? No, because she didn't say <laughs> Jesus. She didn't what she, just What'd she say? <laughs> Can you even repeat it? Should it be repeated? That's the question. Oh my God. Because the princess is showing off. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> I realized what I said. I oh my God. Okay. <laughs> Woo. I actually want to hear it, but I, I'm scared for it to be repeated. We didn't want to get letters from deaf people complaining about us saying that, and then I realized that they wouldn't know. <laughs> you see how stuff can come out wrong? I didn't mean it. I just meant I like, know. I didn't want him to be, like, you know, offending people, offending right. deaf people. So I didn't want us them writing letters to him being like, how dare you? That's and then I was I like, oh. Oh my God. <laughs> I did Dying not my- sign up for this show. Amber, <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about signing contracts. I did not oh. sign up for this. Oh my God. Okay. We just, y'all, please forgive Keep us. Reading. Yeah. Okay. Zachary, what did you start? Um, 
Oh my gosh, he said, I'm excited to have the opportunity to do something different with the character as I'm visiting the, the text in preparation for rehearsals to begin. I'm hyper aware of my blackness and how it affects and even complicates some of the moments in the show. My question, my question is, when you approach these types of traditional white characters, how do you balance giving an honest portrayal of the character that encompasses the added nuance of my black ass presence in this white ass world on and off stage. I hope that makes sense. It doesn't. Can you read that again? Yeah, yep, it says, my question is, when you approach these types of traditionally white characters, how do you balance giving an honest portrayal of the character that encompasses the added nuance, nuances of my black-ass presence in this white-ass world on and off stage? So how do you... It's not that deep. It, you just tell the truth. Like, I don't... If I play, use the text and tell the truth. You use the text and tell the truth. I've played plenty of those characters. I don't look at this script and be like, how do I bring my blackness? No, I just am. I just mm -hmm. use my point of view. I use <laughs> given circumstances of the text. Where are we? What time is it? What period is it? Um, what do I learn about myself from reading what all the other characters are saying about me? What, what conversation are you having with your director? How are we approaching this? Are we... Because sometimes, if you, yeah, if you feel like there are moments in the show that would change because they, you're black, then talk about it. Yeah, you need to have the conversation. Yeah, but it's just use the text and tell the truth. Is it? Right. It's not. It's not a that big of a deal. I just don't play these roles. No wait, Is <laughs> this? Because I, I think I'm still a little confused. Is mm -hmm. this specifically talking about like white writers who write? This so is specifically talking about Spring Awakening. Spring Awakening. It okay. was written with white people in mind for white people. Right. So okay. he's like, oh, I'm black playing this role, and how do I do all these things? It's like you just tell the uh, truth. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, this is not a yeah. It's it's Spring Awakening is not for black people. Mm -hmm. um, but mm, I got it. I got it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just tell the truth. Amber said it. Yeah. Like, or, or just don't play the role. Just don't do it. I just I only be playing black people. Like I'm racially ambiguous, but I feel like I be feeling like I'm not about to be racially ambiguous because mm -hmm. I know that I'm black. Like I could do it. Because it's not about like the thing about these shows is you're not gonna add text. Mm -hmm. You're not gonna be like, well, I think she would start by saying, well, girl, bye. Like you're not right. adding <laughs> phrases. You're not adding <laughs> sentiments that are black. You Why can you only go to the black girls. <laughs> but you know what? I, like that's what he said. Like, how do I bring my blackness? Like you can't do it by adding then, things. You just use your point of view as a black person. Like, how would you say this? line like how would you approach it what would be your subtext behind how you say this line that's what you can do but other than that it's just using what's given and i'm gonna yeah. say a little secret if you black and you on stage they gonna, know you they gonna see a black person yeah. you don't have to do anything else Best. they don't have to do anything it is literally else. that simple just be yourself exactly. right. which it is, is unspoken yeah hello goodbye yeah that's it okay and so my last question is what are your New Year's resolutions? Damn, you took what I was finna do. Oh, I, oh. so I got a part two to that. Okay. 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 So first, my part is, what are three things that you want to leave in 2018? Ooh. Mm. Ooh. So is it New Year's resolution? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So three things I don't want to do in 2019, three things that I do, do want to do. do. Okay, perfect. Uh -huh. Yes. Okay, you want to start then? Since Ooh, you, what know? do I want to leave? I want to leave... Um. A spirit of doubt, mm. mm -hmm. self-doubt. I can do anything, mm -hmm. period. And the doubt likes to creep up and self-sabotage mm -hmm. and mix with fear. And it can ruin a good thing before you even start. Yes. I need to leave that in 2018. I need to leave procrastination. <laughs> uh, you took mine. <clears throat> in 2018. And... 
a feeling of, that I'm not worth or deserving of certain things in my life. Wow, do you think you're me? <laughs> Those are my three. Um, three things I want in my New Year's. I don't do resolutions. I do more like manifestations. Yes, come yes, yes, come on. Like things I want to do. Um, I want to have a role series regular recurring guest star co-star on a television show. Yes. I want to um I want to walk into some financial prosperity. Come I on. need to build on my bank account, Lord Jesus. I need to yes, God, I need to manifest money in 2019. <laughs> um yeah, prosperity and increase. And I want to create something wonderful mm, yeah. for myself. I don't know quite yet what I want it to be, but creation, a new project for me. Amen. Those are my three. Come awesome. Drew, what do you want to leave? I want to leave, um, uh, well, mine is definitely the spirit, the spirit of procrastination. Um, disorganization, I'll say, is attached mm -hmm. to that. Um, I, I am not the most organized person because my brain I, I'm not even going to claim that. I've had, I presently struggle with organization. And so I want to be able to walk into 2019 more organized. Mm. Um, I also want to leave behind um, my anger. I have, mm. I have, um, I have deep rooted anger mm. um, and things that I've held on to um, and things that cause me to lash out. Um, and I'm triggered by, just all sorts of things. And so um, I think that it's a generational curse in my family, mm. dealing with my, my father's side, that um, just I haven't yet, I presently struggle with controlling my anger. And and um, I'm very intense, so I wanna try to decrease the intensity. Um, and I would like to leave behind, um, I would like to leave behind, um, my, uh, my, I think I have body dys dysphoria. I think that's what it is called. Body dysmorphic. Yeah, that is yeah. Um, where I, I always view myself as fat. Um, I, I want to sort of, I want to sort of love my body more. Mm. Um, and so I want to leave that view of myself behind because I always am thinking like, oh, I don't want to work out too hard because I want my neck to be larger than my head and I don't want to like, <laughs> like I don't want to have like, you know, I, my stomach is shaking when I brush my teeth. I don't want that to, ha you know what I'm saying? Like, I just have like weird uh -huh. quirks about my body that are just not normal and you know, that's just not okay. Um, so I want to leave that behind. In 2019, uh, my biggest thing was, you know, figuring out how I was going to get my equity card. That was my biggest thing because I, I've, um, want to be able to work and do projects like The Preacher's Wife and I want to be able to be looked at seriously and, and want to be able to do projects that I believe in and I'm passionate about and I can't do that if I'm not um, in the same playing field with the people that can mm -hmm. audition for these things. And so I want to be on the playing field. Um, and so that was that's already happening. But um, I want to manifest um, uh, more of a a... I want to manifest more of being like a a style influencer for theater because I think that will bring more people into wanting to be a part of theater. So I want to manifest some type of style format or 
platform with Broadway Black, uh, making it a little bit more stylish and and highlighting you know black people in a in a more creative way. Mm. Um, also want to um, let's see. Mm, what else do I want to do? Two thousand nineteen. Um, I want to be in a crop top by summertime. Come through. Come yeah. through. He felt that and he meant it. I really do. I really want to be in a crop top by summertime. So I'm manifesting that for my life. I think I got up three, right? Yeah. Okay. Through. Perfect. Oh, you know what I would love for you? I'm a crop top and mm-hmm. some coochie cutters. I'm, I I would love to be able to feel confident and walk around in that. Come through. <sighs> I really would. I really would. Like maybe by the picnic, by the black queer Ooh. picnic, I'll be able to you know, feel confident Come and walk through. around in that. Coochie cutter and a crop top. And you're gonna be blind again. I would do that for you. Mm-hmm. I would. Then you, what do you leave him? Look, he, she's trying to rush <laughs> along. Can't take, <laughs> she can't take she it. She can't take your full unapologetic you know, queerness. I, I did not Listen. say that <laughs> <laughs> at all. Because you already been talking reckless on this episode. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. But you better sit there and just eat your apple. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What are you leaving in 2018? What am I leaving in 2018? I want to leave, not I want to, I will leave, um, fair, um, because I felt in certain aspects uh, it creeping up um, and manifesting in different ways and looking like different things, um, but I know at the root of it, it was fair. So I want to, I plan on leaving fair in 2018. Um, I plan on leaving, um, and I actually didn't realize it's something that I was doing or that I was associating, um, until like listening to y'all and I was like, oh, this is something that I realized has been happening. Um, I, knowing how big social media is and what an influence it has on our culture, like I've realized that, um, I've become attached to it in a certain way. Um, and there were moments where, um, like likes would equate worth and value and visibility. And I want to, and I plan on like leaving that in 2018. Um, yes. cause that means absolutely nothing. nothing in like the grand scheme of things, a like or a comment or anything like that. So leaving that behind. Um, and then also I plan on leaving behind, um, like bad habits. Um, particularly habits in terms got? of like, well, I'm, I'm thinking specifically in terms of like eating. Um, oh, I am some like more crab. Pescatarian with it still exists. No, that, pep, that peppercorn crab. Okay, so we went to the restaurant. Peppercorn lobster. A lobster. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That lobster. We went to the restaurant. He got this lobster from, and I ordered that shit. And I actually want to go back and get it. Okay, y'all know I live actually, for lobster. We should go really as good. a as a group. I don't know why y'all keep leaving a bitch out. <laughs> because he, you, you were be living booked. your whole entire life last blessing. Sunday. After six o'clock, a bitch is free. Okay. Okay, but we can do that. We but can. I do uh, plan on leaving behind like bad eating habits because a nigga will. Um, eat Sour Patch Kids. Wait, bitch, you're not even gonna be here. You about to be going to LA. I'm five more days, bitches. Things can happen in five days. Okay. I guess. Thank okay. you. Keep talking, Daniel. So, yes, uh, leaving behind those things <laughs> um, and the bad eating habits um, in 2018. 2019, uh, I plan on being more present. 
um, and showing up more for the people in my life, which ties, which ties into the the second thing, which is um, I found myself in 2018 really focused um, and throwing myself into work a lot where people would be like, oh, I, I know you won't be able to do this because you're busy. I know I won't be able to see you because you're busy, um, which I respect and which like I'm grateful to have people that understand that. Uh, but then also I want to show up more for uh, these people um, and spend more time um, with folks. And the third thing uh, that I think I want to manifest um, in 2019 is, hmm, <laughs> that's a good one. Um, I feel like it's something that's, that's tied into like my art, into my work, which like I feel is starting to happen right now. Um, and just really throwing um, more of myself and uh, my truth into the work um, in a way where it doesn't hinder me, in a way where um, triggers aren't happening, but in a way where I feel myself becoming liberated um, and growing and evolving and expanding. So I think those are the three things that I want to manifest in 2019. Awesome. Chris? Mm -hmm. Chris, what? Well, come on over Bring here. Bring your ass over here, Chris. Oh, Chris, like I got my oh, own Oh, Chris mic. got his own mic. Uh, He's like, I don't need to go over there. Hey, Chris. Well, you should have been using that mic the whole time then. I know, I be asking. Look, listen, all right. I forgot the question. Okay, uh, so, okay, okay, okay. So, name three things that you want to leave in 2018. All right, um... Much like Drew, I also got a little bit of a mean streak with the anger and shit. What so. nigga? You Chris, you talk. mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm How a you little, mean? I'm a little angry sometimes, but uh, I'm gonna Can leave you that channel behind. in a good way? I mean, you know. Okay. Let's start leading with love, Chris. Lead yeah, we're we gonna start that. We're gonna. I'm attempt it. I'm gonna okay. at least attempt okay. it. Okay. Okay. So that's one. Uh, mm -hmm. Secondly, um, I mean that's it because I, I think I'm doing good so far. Okay. I'm be honest. You know, it's a little. <laughs> don't laugh at me, Alyssa. But, you gonna uh, leave some of them thoughts in 2018? First of all, those are, <laughs> uh, those are modeling friends. That's modeling what they call friends. them. Yes, oh, what you, that's you, that's you the, found them on Model Mayhem. I, I, I haven't touched them. <laughs> <laughs> Model Mayhem. Oh. I swear, I haven't touched any of those young ladies. Mm. Uh, maybe one. No. Oh. <laughs> now it comes out. Look, look. <laughs> that was a long time ago. But uh, okay. you a regular offset, huh? Mm. Not no. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, Renee just shot fired. Renee, Renee shot fired. I'm gonna, I'm gonna answer that. Yeah, now, nah, um, I mean, I, you know, I, I got started on all of this New Year shit a long time ago, so I'm on track. I'm still doing, you know, I'm still working on shit from last year. So. Amen. Okay, okay um, so we leaving in thoughts and okay. Uh, now, what you wanna do? What you wanna manifest for 2019? Uh, I just wanna enjoy a lot more quality time and less. Mm. Less social media, less yeah. business, even though, you know, that's kind of paying the bills, so I'm going to yeah. more of that, but uh, I, I want a lot more quality time. Mm. That's right. Away from the phone, away from technology. That's yeah. Real. Let's fucking go fishing. Hell yeah! yeah. Or, or we can Have all a good go, fish fry. Let's yeah. all go get drunk at BBQ's one night. I'm just Listen, saying, like, Texas size. Okay. Texas size, Hennessy Coolada. We're going to arrange that, you know what I'm saying? But other than that, we need to do that. I'm chilling. <laughs> I <laughs> felt know, that in my spirit. Get drunk that yeah. kind of would be saying, like, we, the four, You know, we need to get up, you know what I'm saying? And we do, this do shit. Chris. Like, I put on my, my lip gloss for that. I say, I, say that because, I say that because most podcasts, they don't even hang out outside of the confines of this room. That's true. Mm. You know what I mean? So that's how you build a better team and yeah. you stay close and shit. Yeah. And Amen. we do we do fuck with each other we a long time. But we need to do some things as a foursome. We need to get Chris in on the fucking I'm out there, man. I'm out there. I'm here to support, you know what I mean? 
Let's do it. This is the happen. first time they really hearing your voice. So this like, is. Yeah, they they sell, uh, say They're some, creamy say some right other now. sexy things in your voice, Chris. I'm just saying, if y'all want to <laughs> inbox me or something like that, just don't inbox up. Chris. No, don't do that. <laughs> we leaving. No, we leaving that in 2018. <laughs> Notice he said, if y'all want to inbox me or something like that, y'all can inbox me. Don't inbox Chris. <laughs> Thank well, you. You can Listen. inbox Amber because I'm on a little social media sabbatical, so you know. Yeah. Taking a break from that. So shit, inbox man. me and I'll read your thoughts and, and pass them to Chris. And by that I mean I won't. Right. Uh, I'm with that too. I'm with that too. But I appreciate y'all. Mm. More, like, honestly, if anything, uh, just 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 more hanging out and appreciating y'all more more than mm. anything. You know what I mean? More I, more I specifically. Fucks with whoever fucks with me. Yes. You know, I mean? you know we fucks with you hard. Chris. Yeah. Fucks with y'all, so, you know, me more than everybody. We're gonna hang out more. We're gonna get drunk more. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get drunk more. I'm gonna make sure I got some more Hennessy in y'all cups. Yes. Or Tria y'all. Donnie next. <laughs> Daya is like not here for Daya it. Daya will not be next. I, I'll be there with y'all support y'all. We went, to a, we went to a whole party that was open bar. Like literally and I every, got everybody was drunk. the entire time. Everybody was drunk. <laughs> I mean, it was a whole Tony Awards party and Danye is in the middle of the floor, sweating the hardest, dancing the hardest, wait, sober. Wait, wait Danye, do you do um, any other kind of libation? Like not Nothing. liquor, not weed, not... Not a single okay, Not a okay. single Like he is completely sober. Is food thing. your vice? Is you love... It is. Okay. Okay. Candy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good but he don't like Nutella. Oh. You say what? You don't like Nutella. No, I will throw that away in a heartbeat. <gasps> he sent me a video of him throwing away my Nutella. That he left for over a year. Okay, no. He didn't add that part. He okay. didn't add that part. But okay. why? I just got a video of him doing this. He said he... Threw it in the trash. Threw it in the trash. He just held it up to the Nutella and just said... And then looked... And then looked to put the camera in the trash. Like, well, I can see I that it's gone. Dead. It's gone. Rude. Rudity. Well, uh, happy new year, everybody. Happy new year, everybody. We just love y'all so much. We thank y'all so much for joining us and being off book with us all this time. Yes. I mean, we have been. This is our first year back. Yeah. This is yeah. Year back. This is like, we we've been consistent yeah. we in 2018. Consistent. This is the most True. consistent I've ever been. Y'all need to send us congratulation emails because we did that. We did. Okay? We did. And we plan on doing it in 2019. Come on. Y'all not better. ready for 2019. Uh, 2019 Come is bringing on. you a live show, bringing you merchandise. Bringing you all sorts of goodies, and I'm bringing really you excited. Some off book finds love for Amber. Yeah, yeah. The dating game. Come through. <laughs> we also have a monologue competition coming. In oh yeah, we got a lot happening. We and got then, a lot happening. And, and then also, if anybody wants to send me like dick pictures and what have you, because y'all know how my Instagram is. You know I support it. I'll post it. Make sure the lighting is right, y'all. Make yeah. sure it's pretty. It got to be artistic. Right. I'm dead. Okay. Just can't be a dick for the sake of a dick. Help okay. Me. I mean, even though. You can. You yeah, really yeah, can. Yeah, you can send me a couple of those. <laughs> oh, I will. Don't Thank worry. Oh, okay. They'll, they'll send it to me, and, and I'll send, send it, it to you. Praise okay. the Lord. That's what's up. Okay. Are we doing uh, the clapback section in 2019? Oh, <laughs> I was actually thinking about that earlier. Yeah. I'm like, do we want to? We might have to do a new section. Do we want to? Because we were talking about leading with love. Oh. Well, I mean, yeah. But people, that's them clapping back on me. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> about shit that I say. I mean, because I'm not going to stop saying my truth. Oh. But, you know, we might develop a new section oh, in 2019. But if you you didn't listen to the episode last week, but he did like, when you said the clap back, he did like a little special. Effect. Oh, come it was through. Really it was really cute. So we got to develop some new sections. If y'all have an idea of like a new segment we should do on a show, email us. Let us know. Please write in. Email us your listener letters. We love hearing from from you, if you have any mm-hmm. opinions about things that we talk about, 
you are a part of this. You are off book too. Yes. It's not just us. We want to hear from you. Mm-hmm. So email off book at broadwayblack.com. And you know, we're going to be in the in the building. Hey. 2019. All day, every day. Come through. All Let's go day. So thank y'all so much for listening to a brand new Happy episode new of Off Year. Book. Happy New Year, Chris. We've hit our marks and we've done it right now. I'm Drew Shade. I'm Danya Love. I'm Princess Queen Empress Ambrima. Yeah, this is Chris. <laughs> 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 Thank y'all. Y'all be easy. Happy Bye. New Year. All righty. So this ain't going to be long. This is going to be like, you know, a real little special, little cute, little something to get Holiday people for the. Yeah. The something real cute to give. You ready, Diane? Mm-hmm. What you giving? You giving Facebook tees? Okay. Come on. What's wrong? <laughs> Facebook tees. <laughs> He gets on my nerves. And he know knows. Um, when you and Danya getting married? Say what? When you and Danya getting married? I mean, you and Brandon getting married. I said you and Danya, but you, when you and Brandon getting married? Because I just looked at your ring and just made me think about it. What you mean? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the Rise Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. Rise is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.